Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and as we are isolated from many of our friends and loved ones during this time, I want to encourage you to connect with them. With this reminder from Deuteronomy 31, 6, which says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and He will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you, Jesus. The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. Speak to your body, speak to your debt, speak to whatever needs to be spoken to because there's power in your word. The power is inside of you. But in order for it to work, you're going to have to open it up. Speak the word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the word. Speak the word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Catch Those Thoughts. Speak the Word. According to Ephesians 3.8 in the Message Bible, Paul said this. Paul said, preaching and teaching about things I don't totally understand. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm preaching and I'm teaching about things I don't totally understand and that are over my head. Well, saints, if they were over Paul's head, probably over my head, too. But, saints, today I would like to share some things with you that I truly believe will help you in some of the things that you might be going through or that you might be wrestling with. I would like to say right up front that I'm uh, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. However, I do believe that I can share with you the things that God has placed into my spirit to share with you. I would like to explain just a little today about the spiritual versus the scientific way of the brain and the mind that God has blessed us with. He has blessed us with an awesome, awesome mind. I I don't think that we realize what a great brain that God, if you could just get into a little bit of the science, and I'll probably mention this several times, but the Bible is not catching up with science. Uh, Science is actually catching up with the Bible, and God is getting through to us through science what He has always been trying to tell us from day one. He's always tried to share these things with us to make our lives easier. But we're, we're not heeding His Word. We're not reading the Word. We're not being instructed. We're not walking in obedience. And so therefore, we're not living the life that he would like for us to live. So I believe that through a scientific and a spiritual way that I can show you some of the ways, and it's just a tip of the iceberg. Like I said, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. However, the Lord gives me enough just to give you an understanding of just how great you are and what an awesome creature that he has created in you. Okay? God has designed humans to observe our own thoughts and a way to catch those that are bad and to get rid of them, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 5. The importance of capturing your thoughts cannot be ever, ever, ever be underestimated because research shows that the vast majority of mental and physical illness comes from our thought life rather than the environment and genes. I know that we've touched on this before, But however, I think it bears mentioning again. For an example, an undisciplined mind is filled with a continuous stream of worries and fears, all which goes against what God's Word teaches us. We all know in Matthew 6, 4, 34, that he says, don't worry about tomorrow. He says, because today is going to have enough troubles of its own. 
But what do we do? Every day we, we wake up worrying, we go to bed worrying. But you may not realize this, but worry is a sin. Because when you're worrying, all you're saying is, I'm not trusting God. You're trying to handle the situation yourself instead of trusting God with it. Are you hearing me? Amen. That worry is a sin. And, and you might say, well, how can you help? Pastor Joe, how can you ever stop worrying? Easy. Give it to the Lord. Isn't that what he tells you? I think it's in First Peter. He said, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. So we have to give it to him. Hallelujah. He also says that he didn't give you a spirit of fear. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, he said, I did not give you a spirit of fear. So if he didn't give you something, then we shouldn't be taking it. The enemy is the one that's giving it to you. Not only, so we cannot afford, we cannot afford not to bring all thoughts into captivity to Jesus Christ. Not only for health reasons, but also so that we can calm our spirits, so that we can tune in and listen to what God is speaking to us. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. In Proverbs 4.20, in the message translation, it says, Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Tune your ears to his voice. Keep his message in plain view at all times. He said, concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words will live, according to the message translation, they will really live, body and soul. He says, and they're bursting with health. He said, keep vigilant and watch over your heart. He said, because that's where life starts, is within our hearts. It's a hard word, I know, today, as I continue on with this word. And I know that I might step on some toes, but I'm not concerned about it. Because the Lord says, don't worry about what man thinks. Don't, don't, don't dread their faces for what, man can, what can man do to you. So I know it's hard. But Jesus' disciples thought it was a hard word too when he was talking to them in John 6, 60 about drinking his blood and eating his flesh. They said, how can anyone understand this? How can anyone accept this? Saints, it's a hard word because we don't want, we don't like to think that we have anything to do with what's going on in our lives. So it becomes a hard word to us. When we don't want to take responsibility, we blame everything on the devil, not wanting to accept responsibility for anything. We're living in a world today that don't want to take responsibility for anything. Right. As a matter of fact, you know, they feed off every, they take every opportunity, even, even tragedies, they feed off of it. Just like with a tragedy that happened to Friday, you know, already the, the, the political people are making a show of it, you know, trying to use it for their benefit. You have people here that's hurting. You have people here that's suffering. And what are they doing? They're making, they're out there trying to feed off of it, trying to use it for their benefit and for their good. They won't take responsibility. And I'm telling you something else, Christians. If you don't stand up and start fighting for your rights and what belongs to you, this world is going to come to an, a way that you're not going to like. The Lord gave me a word of prophecy a couple of years ago. And, and like I told the people at that time, I'm not here to make you afraid or to frighten you. But I am telling you that if you don't start standing up, there's not going to be anything left to stand up for. That the hard times are coming. Hard things are coming. And that they were in the near future. And they were coming then. And But they have increased and are continuing to increase. But we have our Father. And we have His protection. We have the God. We have the Creator of the universe on our side. We have Him living on the inside of us. Are you hearing me? Amen. We don't have to put up with this stuff. 
We need to be praying for those that are suffering. The Bible says cry with those that are crying and laugh with those that are laughing. And the people, they are mocking these tragedies. They're mocking them and using them for their own. This is what our world is coming to. But we have got to take responsibility for the things in our life. The Lord tells us in Hosea 4, 6, that his people are being destroyed, he says, for lack of knowledge. He also says, because you have rejected knowledge. In other words, it is not necessarily because we're not getting the knowledge. It's because we're not receiving the knowledge. You come to church every Wednesday, Sunday, Friday, whatever. You're getting knowledge. The knowledge is being spoon-fed to you. But the pastors, Larry or any other pastors, they can't force you to eat it. You have to receive it for yourself. And you cannot continue not to receive the word and expect to live the abundant life. You cannot expect to live in health, walk in prosperity, if you don't feed on the word. It's as simple as that. If you want to be lazy, be lazy. But the pastor and I or anybody, they can't lay hands on you and keep anointing you and make everything all right. We would like to do that, but we're not musicians. We're pastors. We can only do what the Lord anoints us to do. And only He can change you, and that will only happen by His Word. Are you hearing me? He says, Our ears have grown dull to God's Word. And that's so true. In Hebrews 5 through 11 and Matthew 13, 5 said, Our ears have grown dull to God's word. In Psalms 119, 66, it says, Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. In Proverbs 2, in the New King James, he says, My son, he says, If you will receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Saints, I never realized that my thoughts played such a major role in my everyday life. However, over the past 18 months or so, the Lord has impressed upon me to get a better understanding of the things that I think on, the things that I've been thinking on, and how they're affecting my life, and also how your thoughts are affecting your life too. I find that I'm guilty, like most of you that don't really give much thought to what you think about. I'm guilty too. Some of us more guilty than others. We're all not all equal. I am, for years, have been trying to renew my mind. But I haven't never, I haven't uh, arrived yet and never will. But I do get better every day. I find myself, I catch myself. I think that's what's called catching those thoughts. I catch myself sometimes starting to say something. And before I say it, I catch myself. In other words, I catch that thought. And, and say something else. Or either I, I'm tempted to say something and I capture that and keep my mouth shut. Because open is not going to profit me anything. It's just going to make the situation worse. So sometimes it's better just to keep your mouth shut. So you don't even have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about capturing any thoughts. Just don't say anything. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> I cannot honestly say that I can help you resolve this situation in a few minutes or one sermon. However, I am praying that I'll be able to share enough of these facts with you today that you will begin to think more about what you're thinking about and what you're filling your mind with. Also keep in mind that God's truth will always change facts. So I'm talking about some facts today, and I'm also talking about some truths. 
but we have to know that the Word of God is truth. John 17, 17 said, My Word is truth. And your truth will always change facts. So it doesn't matter. And this is where we, it's hard for us to understand this because when we're having a hard time and we're going through difficulties, whether it's in our health or a loved one or finances, whatever it is, it's hard for us to uh, understand that these are just circumstances around us. These are facts. And God's Word can change those circumstances and change those facts and make them truth. You know, so this is one of the things. I've been studying several resources, including the Bible, of course, and of those resources, most of those resources have come from Dr. Caroline Leaf's books. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf. She has several books, but I was mostly pro- focusing on who switched off my brain and who switched on your brain. I would recommend the books very highly. Amen. I've also studied a lot from Pastor Kerry Blake's research from John G. Lake's ministry and some of the older ministries, Brother Hagen and, and a lot of those uh, Dowie and, and some of the others. And uh, we all know they had awesome ministers. They were all generals in, in, in the Lord's army. And the more I look into this, the more amazed I am about how the Lord has created us and, and what an awesome brain and mind our Father has blessed us with. So I'd like to share a few facts with you that I believe will help you to better understand the importance of renewing your mind. I know that you've heard a lot of sermons on renewing your mind. I've taught a lot of them myself, and you're probably going to hear a lot more about renewing your mind because it's so important that you get it. Because in order to, and renewing your mind so you can think like your father. Also, it helps you to recognize what an awesome creature or creation that God has created when he created us. Hallelujah. The Word says He created you and me in His image and His likeness, so we have, to have, we have to be awesome. We have to be awesome creations and creatures because we're in His image and His, his likeness. I know that we're all familiar with Proverbs 23, 7, where it says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'll use this probably throughout. Also in Luke 6, 45, where it says, Out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, it says, We are human. But we don't wage war as humans do. And I, I understand that this, this scripture gets read, uh, read a lot, meditated on a lot, but I'm praying that you'll hear it with new ears this morning. He says in verse 4, says, We use God's mighty weapons, not, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. He says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. He says, we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. When you're bringing a thought into captivity, that's what you're doing. You're teaching yourself to capture that thought and to say what God says. Another translation puts it this way. He says, we are taking prisoners of every thought, every emotion, and subduing them into obedience to the anointed one. Subdue means to overpower by superior force. It means to conquer and bring into subjection. Saints, we are that superior force. We are that superior force because we have the whole Godhead living on the inside of us. We are that superior force that's going to capture those thoughts and subdue them and bring them in. A thought is the product of mental activity. It's the act or process of thinking. Another definition for a subdue is to bring under mental or emotional control. Have you ever wondered 
why God has given us so many scriptures concerning our thoughts. The Bible is loaded with it from Genesis to Revelations. And why Jesus gave us these scriptures on what we think on and what we speak. One of the reasons, saints, is getting your thoughts disciplined and under control is one of the first steps in freeing yourself of the burdens of the world and begin to enjoy life despite the burdens of the world and despite the attacks of the enemy. Right. Romans 12, 2 in the New Living Bible says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then he says you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, he says, and perfect. You might be wondering why I'm talking so much about your thoughts and how you think. Well, I'm talking about these things because the Lord has put it in my spirit to do so because he loves you. And he does not want to see you sick in your bodies anymore. And he doesn't want to see you living in like anymore. And I believe based on the word of God and scientific research that when you are made aware of how your thoughts and the words you speak affect you, then it will help you to begin to live the life that he meant for you to live. Are you hearing me? If you can have an understanding about your thoughts and how they are affecting you, and how they're, they're, you know, you think about it, God is not the one that is holding out on us. It's, true. it's we are the ones. We're the culprits. You know, we're those children that never pay attention. We're the children that, that, that stay at home forever. You know, never leaves home. You know, they're always dependent on the parents. Well, that's what Christians, you know, a lot of Christians are like. They're like stay-at-home kids. You know, they keep coming. You know, you know, so sad. I'm going to say this, and I might make you mad, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's time that we wake up, church. Amen. You know, we come here, we eat on this buffet every week, hearing the messages. You're hearing the music. You're being blessed. But yet you're still dragging yourself up here to be prayed for. And, and I, that's, I'm not knocking anybody's coming up and be prayed for, because if I need to be prayed for, I'll come up and get prayed for. But my point is... It's not this. It's, it's okay if you want prayer, because sometimes everybody needs help. But we should be the ones that's praying for them. But we're so busy praying for Christians that we ain't got time to pray for the unbelievers. We need to be ministering to the unbelievers. That's what you're coming to church for. That's what you're listening to the word for. You're in school. When you go to school outside of the church in a normal school in a grade school from 1 to 12, and then you go to college, you don't stay in one grade. All Some people do. <laughs> they have to keep repeating the grade. But eventually they get out, or either they get tired of them and push them on out. But my point is, we are here to learn so that we can go out and minister to the lost. Yes. There's people dying and going to hell every day. But we are so caught up in our own selves and what we're getting and what we're not getting that we don't have time for anybody else. But we have got to wake up. I'm telling you. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with getting prayed for. But there comes a time. You've got just as much power living. If you've got Jesus Christ living on the inside of you, and I trust that we all in here do, then you've got the same power that I have, the same power. You know, he calls out, you call out to the Lord. And he don't care where you are because there's no distance. 
You don't even have to be with a person to pray with them. I pray with people over the phone all the time, online, you know, on the phone, on the email, you know. You pray for them, and, and I'm seeing miracles happening all the time. And if we just take the time to focus on what's going on around us and how we can be of help to others. As a matter of fact, the Lord says, as you do for others, you're doing for me. And if you're not doing for them, then you ain't all doing for me. We must get out outside of our little comfort zone and get out there and start doing the work of the Lord. And I think that once we start doing this, we're going to have a lot less trouble going on with some of the politicians and stuff. We need, we need to take our country back while we still got one to take back. Do you agree with me? Like I said, if you can understand something, brothers and sisters, you can control it instead of allowing it to control you. That's my point. Are you hearing me? Amen. Knowledge and understanding give you the tools you need to save yourself. Neurologically speaking, your heart is ultra-sensitive to what you think and feel. It's ultra-sensitive. In other words, your thoughts directly affect the state of your heart. Yeah. Even more frightening is that medical science has directly linked emotions, such as depression, to an increased risk of cancer and heart disease. However, saints, you have the power to change these facts. As I was just saying, the truth will change facts. You can change the way you think by renewing your mind to God's way of thinking. That's what he says in Romans 12 too. Think about that. You can actually prevent a lot of health issues from happening just by changing the way you think. You can prevent so many things it, you know, health issues or your immune system and all these things, but just by changing the way you'll think because your brain changes. Every thought that you have changes your brain. Your brain changes every time you have a thought. For starters, you, you can think yourself calm. You can think yourself healthy. You can think yourself out of worry and anxiety. You can think yourself out of resentment and bitterness. And you can think yourself out of stress. You can think yourself into forgiven. As a matter of fact, it is dangerous to your health if you do not forgive. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's new book. It's titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. During this unsettling and fearful time, do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this new book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help the new book from Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation to Speak the Word Ministries of just $10 or more. Write to us at 
Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Again, that's P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Our telephone number is toll-free, 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father, I thank you that you have blessed us with a mind like no other, a mind that is sound, and I pray that you will help us to be obedient and bring every thought into captivity that does not line up with your word. Help us to understand that the thoughts that we have plays a major role in our everyday life that our thoughts are affecting our health and affecting us in every aspect of our lives. You said, Lord, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, and that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Teach us, Lord, to conquer and bring into subjection every thought that goes against your word. Father, according to your word, there is no need for us to have thoughts of fear of the evil that is going on around us. You said not to be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that is happening. You said, Lord, you are our security, and that you will keep our feet from being caught in a trap. For you, Lord, are close to all who call upon you. You hear our cries, and you rescue us. I pray with your help that we can renew our minds to your way of thinking, and let our thoughts be only on the things above. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word